When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I did, um, I have to admit, and I'm going to cancel it. Or maybe I'm not going to cancel it. I bought the minor league baseball TV package earlier on Sunday. Uh, I'm actually recording this from my parents' house. I brought the kids up to see uh, Grammy and Grandpa. And while the kids were running around having a good time, I noticed it was 6 o'clock. And I said, I got to watch Jake. Jake's about to pitch. And my oldest son comes over and he's like, Jake? I said, yes. He's like, I want to watch him pitch too. So I realized that the St. Lucie Mets was on the minor league app. And it's kind of like the baseball. It's the baseball package for the minor leagues. That's why I'm thinking of keeping it. Could be good to have. So I pay the $12 because I think that's what it costs a month. I fire it up. I hear these nice announcers. I don't want to insult them, but it sounded like it was right out of college. Talking about the excitement of the Port St. Lucie Mets taking on the Jupiter Hammerheads. There's electricity in the air. Here's Jacob DeGrom. So I watched Jake, all right? I watched his performance. I don't have to repeat what I saw on Twitter. I actually physically watched it. And I got to tell you, and I don't know if I'm the only guy saying this, I have to raise alarm bells. I do. Now, did Jake do anything wrong? He struck everybody out, essentially. Struck the first guy out, struck the second guy out, hit the third guy out, got a ground out. Next inning, strikeout, strikeout. It wasn't even fair. I mean, it was a video game. But what I was so curious about was here is a guy, my love, I love Jake. He's my guy. Forget the rent. This is my guy. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. And I was curious for a guy that hasn't pitched in a year, we can't figure out why there's always something medically wrong with him. And I remember two years ago on the radio, not that I want to be right about this, saying to Joe, it concerns me how hard he throws. He throws so hard, so often, more than anybody in baseball, this doesn't feel healthy. And maybe it has nothing to do with why he's hurt. I've had a lot of people give me pushback on this. I don't know why Jake's had a lot of injuries. I'm I'm not a doctor. But I know he's had a lot of injuries. I know he hasn't made a start in one year. And I know he throws harder than everybody by a lot consistently. So I was hoping, because I've seen Jake do it, I've seen Jake pitch at a high level without throwing 101 miles an hour. We all have. Go back to 2014 when he was the rookie of the year. Even go back to 2018 when he won his first Cy Young. He wasn't throwing 101 miles an hour. I was hoping that maybe Jake would say, and the Mets would say, we got to do something different because I've barely pitched in the last two years. And Hoff, there was nothing different. So for anyone that wants to go nuts about, oh, this is great. The, the Jake is back. Is Jake back? Is he? 
He pitched an inning and two-thirds in a freaking rehab game, and we have no idea if he's going to fully get back and then stay back. And I'm sorry, the more he throws 101 miles an hour, the more I'd be concerned about it. Am I wrong here? No, I'm very concerned. I, again, the, the fact that it's been a year, and, and he says he feels like 100% is confusing to me. If you feel 100%, then why have you not sped up this process? Why did it take so long to rehab? Like, I'm confused at everything that's going on right now. So, no, I said this last week. I am totally concerned, and, and, and it would be surprised to see him get back on the mound before September. Yeah, it, look, in a perfect world, if Jacob deGrom could throw 100 miles an hour on every single pitch and dominate like he did in 2021, we're all happy. I'm thrilled. Like, I'm not trying to be the police on his velocity more than trying to answer a question that should be on all of our minds, which is, why has he been unable to stay healthy and what's going to change? Really, that's all that matters because we can't worry about 2021 anymore. We can't worry about the first three months of this season anymore. Now it's about get back and stay back. Get back and stay back. And I always like to ask questions. So here's a question. Why has he been unable to get back and stay back over the last two years? So, look, maybe the Mets have a, a very safe scientific reason. Maybe they figured it out. It has nothing to do with velocity. You're freaking out over nothing. Okay, I've been talking about this for three years. This isn't new. I've always been concerned about the amount of times he throws 101 miles an hour. You know, Justin Verlander is an all-time great pitcher. And one thing I've always seen about Verlander is he'll sit in the low to mid-90s. And then when he needs to bring it back, needs to rear back, get a big strikeout, he'll top it up at 98, 99 miles an hour. And I wondered, with Jake suffering his most serious injury, the fact he hasn't pitched in one year, would that change? And the early answer from that game was no. Uh, but I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I don't want to be freaking right here. I wish Jacob DeGrom could throw 101 miles an hour every single time, and there's no issue. But, look, he looked great. He is facing teenagers, you know, guys who are three years away. But he looked like a video game. I mean, his slider was unbelievable when he threw it. His fastball up in the zone was dominant. I mean, I was thinking about this. I watch a lot of Yankees, obviously, because we're, you know, WFN, Mets, Yankees, all that. I've watched a lot of Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo can't hit a high fastball. I think we've all accepted that. If Jacob deGrom told Joey Gallo, I'm going to throw you nothing but high fastballs, 90 pitches in a row, do you think Joey Gallo would get a base hit on any of them? (laughs) I mean, would just deGrom strike him out every time? I think that he'd foul off maybe three. He'd He'd foul a few off. Yeah. But but get a base hit? No, no chance. The other guy who uh, the other guy who would dominate is JD Davis, you know, because we know JD oh. can't hit a fastball. <laughs> yeah, and, and Degrom could take a couple of miles per hour off of that too, and still get him out. He can go to miles... 96, 97, He's fine. <laughs> hey, question about Degrom? Did you see the note from I think it was Buster only who said yeah. that if Degrom does decide to opt out a team that would be very much in play, Atlanta Braves. How do you feel about that? Okay, a couple of things about Buster Only. Buster Only also said there's a growing sense Aaron Judge is done with the Yankees. Remember that one? He did that about two weeks ago? I think I did about two months ago, but yes. Was it two months? Was it that long ago? No, that was me. <laughs> oh, that was you. <laughs> the Only gave that recently of, uh, you know, there's a growing sense Judge isn't going to be back. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Here's what Jacob DeGrom is going to do. And I have great respect for this. I have no issue with this. 
he is going to sign with the highest bidder. Do I think he gives the Mets any kind of discount? I don't know. I know Jake has said once before that it means something. as Because his goal is to get to the Hall of Fame. He really wants to be a Hall of Fame pitcher. And he knows that being on one team kind of adds to that. You know, being a one-team player adds to one's legacy. I remember he did an interview about two years ago in relation to that. So could that mean he would give the Mets any kind of discount? Maybe, but I doubt it. He wants to get paid. He sees what Max Scherzer is making. He sees how that contract he signed a few years ago has turned out to be outdated. And so this comes down to something very, very simple. It's why I don't worry about these reports about the Braves or anybody else. The Mets have to pay him. They do. They, they have to take care of him. And I, I get, trust me, I spoke to Beningo recently, and this boggles my mind. Joe doesn't want him back. Joe's like, screw this guy. He don't care about winning. He's this, he's that. And I've argued with him about it. And he says, I'd let him go. And I try to counter by saying, he's my Tom Seaver, Joe. Like, he may not be that to you, and I understand why he may not be. But to me, and maybe to my generation, he's our franchise. So whether there's concerns about his health or not, like I just pointed out, I've admitted my concerns about his health. I can't let the mistake of him going somewhere else and being healthy happen. I'd rather make the mistake of paying him and him not being healthy. Like, that's the trade-off. And I would make that trade any day of the week. I don't understand Joe's point, though, of he he's not concerned with winning. Like, excuse me, but, like, he was on a team that he pitched basically shutouts and one-run one games every every start, and they couldn't win because they couldn't score runs. But the guy pitches balls off. So I, I don't understand I, that part of it. I love Joe. All right? I really do. This point he has been making to me is illogical. Okay? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend it. I think Joe, Joe at some point will fill in when Craig's on vacation, so I'm sure he'll have it, get a chance to elaborate with the WFN audience. But yes, no, we've talked about it. He's he's not a Jacob DeGrom fan, and maybe it's because he's missed so much time. And, you know, when someone's gone, you almost forget how great they are. I mean, the guy's, the guy's an all-timer. The problem is he just doesn't pitch enough. But my point to you about the only thing is it doesn't concern me because it's simple. It's kind of like the Aaron Judge thing. Like, I wouldn't be concerned if I'm a Yankee fan. Pay him. If you pay the guy, he's going to be back. Like, I don't think Jacob DeGrom is looking to leave. If someone offers him more money, would he leave? Yes. I think Aaron Judge is very similar. If someone pays him more, he'll leave. I don't think he's looking to leave. So You're in a situation now, and I'm not trying to troll the Yankee fans at all, but realistically, Steinbrenner and the Yankees' ownership is in a situation they've never been in before. Like, money is of issue to them. I don't know if Cohen is at that point where it's like, all right, we can't pay everybody. So well, I, I'd expect DeGrom and Alonzo to stick around and get major, huge contracts. It, it is one, and this is just my opinion, it is one thing to not sign big-ticket items. You cannot, if you're Steve Cohen, two years into your ownership, I don't care how unhealthy Jacob DeGrom has been, you cannot let him sign elsewhere. He needs to finish as a career Met. And look, I use David Wright as an example. The Mets made a decision a year before free agency, and I give the Wilpons credit to lock up David Wright to a long-term contract. They did, and it was a disaster. We all know that. David could not stay healthy. His career was ruined. He got Manning lead at the end of his career. Could not stay healthy. I sit here all these years later saying to you the same thing I'd say about Jake. It was worth it. Would I rather... Give a guy like David Wright or Jacob DeGrom a contract that turns out to be a colossal failure versus I allow the Phillies or Braves to sign him 
and he's good. And, and, and what makes this one even more of a no-brainer is you're not dealing with an owner that would be hamstrung by it. At least, unfortunately, in the Wilpon case, yeah, David Wright's contract hamstrung them in many ways. And even now I say, I'm glad he didn't sign with the Phillies or the Yankees or the Braves. Because, Pete, we'd look at David so differently if he wasn't a career Met. We'd still like him, probably still love him, but it would be different. And so I know this is more of a discussion for the offseason, but I'm not letting Jacob DeGrom go. And I'll risk that contract being bad because he isn't healthy over him going anywhere else. Uh, one thing I noticed, and I'm sure Craig and I will spend time with this on the air because this is right up his alley, but I have to be honest. I can't believe that the crowds were as bad as they were on Saturday and Sunday at City Field. And if you're asking, well, what? What are you talking about? So Friday night was a great crowd. It was fireworks night. It was fantastic at City Field. On Saturday, 90 degrees, 4 o'clock against the Texas Rangers, they announced 26,000 people. Sunday afternoon, also a nice day. First place Mets against the Texas Rangers. They announced 25,000. I'm stunned by that. Uh, midweek games, sure, in that number. Weekend games, always over 30. And just to give you perspective on this, last year, not last year, last year is not a good example because we didn't have full crowds for a big part of the year. 2019, the Mets never drew below 30,000 for any weekend game. Like ever. That was 2019. So you want to cite COVID? I, guess, I mean, I guess. I, it seems like most people have ignored COVID's existence at this point. Like people are out and about. So I don't think it's COVID. The economy sucks. Is it that? Well, okay, here's my counter to that, if that's your point. Why are the Yankees having no issues drawing crowds? So I don't know what it is. I'm not giving you a reason. I don't have an answer because it seems like Met fans are giddy about this team. We're in first place. We're 49 and 30. Steve Cohen's a great owner. Like, there's no reason for people to stay away. But if you compare it to 2019 or 2018, they never had crowds this bad for a Saturday afternoon or for a Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to think more about it because I know at some point Craig's going to give me crap for it on the air because he listens to the Rico all the time and he's going <laughs> to hear this and say, well, I didn't realize that. I'm going to bring this up. Do you have a theory, by the way, for this? Or I have a couple, actually. Go. First of all, Saturday. Um, my son, who is a big Yankee fan, Anthony, the four-year-old, which I'm very upset by. I want to stab myself in the eye. He... Um, <laughs> He asked me to go to the Yankee game. I go, they're not in town. They're in Cleveland. So we watched the game, and he was like, I want to go to a baseball game. He goes, can we go to Mets? I was like, I would, but it's supposed to rain. So we looked at the forecast. It was supposed to be thunder showers on Saturday. It never happened. We actually went to the movie theater yeah. around 4 o'clock or whatever it was, and then we went to the pool afterwards. So it like just all worked out that it, it never rained. But like that was the reason why we didn't go. Otherwise, I would have clearly taken them. And then let me ask you, this is my question. What are typical attendances of 4th of July weekend? Are they normally huge? Because I would think that you said the pandemic, this is now a couple, a year removed of people actually going out and traveling. Like, I feel like I know a lot of people that went away this weekend that haven't gone away in a long time. So maybe that's why New York was a little vacant. And for typical fashion, dude, used to work with K-Rock, used to do some crazy ass parties in the city for 4th of July, no one's there. 
it's a dead town. I feel like maybe that has something to do with it. That's just me. Uh, okay. Sunday, Saturday, July 6th. The Mets played the Philadelphia Phillies in 2019. 32,000 people. So, I'm, I'm, so I'm, wrong. I'm, the, the Yankees... <laughs> The Yankees played the Tigers three weeks ago at Yankee Stadium. They had 39,000 people. Yeah. Like, none of this makes sense to me, and I, I'm not offering any answer other than just the facts in that I noticed this as a Mets season ticket holder. Not that I've had problems selling tickets because I'm going to games, and that's not my worry. It's not even about that. It's about I see the crowds, and I'm taken aback because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit what this team is doing or the hype around this team, but – no, everything you said, unfortunately, doesn't work, Pete, because I, I could sit here and give you 2019, I give you 2018, I give you 2017. The numbers are always in the 30s. Now, I have noted, I'll give you one thing, and this Gas is really prices. What was that? Gas prices? No, because why the Yankees get 45,000 people? Gas is the same for Yankee fans. So here's the only thing I could come up with. For some reason, the Mets aren't doing giveaways on Saturday and Sunday anymore. They used to do Free Shirt Friday and then some kind of giveaway on Saturday and Sunday. This past weekend, this series against Texas, nothing. You get anything. And I wonder if the giveaways actually have, in the past, added to the attendance at the ballpark. Because I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure when I give you a Saturday afternoon against the Phillies in 2019, I'm sure they were giving something away because I they would always give something away. So I wonder if it's a giveaway issue. Now, that's kind of pathetic. Like you're telling me it's 26,000 people for a first place team on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon like that. That's lame. But I can't think of any other reason because the economy argument doesn't work because look at the Yankees. The weather or Fourth of July thing doesn't work. Look at three years ago. Like all these excuses that we like to come up with, they're not valid. There's just a weird re- – People just aren't going to games at City Field for some reason. But the, and the attendance overall is it is it down from pe- previous years? Or well, is with, it... what, what makes this difficult is that last year is not a comparable year because for the first okay. half of the year they limited the amount of people in the building, and obviously there was no attendance in 2020. So I'm really looking back three years ago and seeing that attendance and comparing it, and yeah, I mean it seems like it's down. It's very, very strange. I Because we, we briefly talked about this on the air about two weeks ago, how the Mets and the Yankees were playing head-to-head during the week, and the Yankees had bigger crowds. And I said to Craig, look, weekends, they'll be fine. Midweek, they're not doing well, but weekends, they'll be fine. And this was the first weekend where it was not fine. I mean, 25,000 people on a Sunday afternoon for a first-place baseball team just doesn't make any sense to me. So I hope it changes because ne- well, it will change, and I'll tell you why. Next weekend, Saturday sold out because that's the Keith Hernandez retirement jersey day. So I guess the next day will be a test, Sunday afternoon against the Marlins. Do they go from 42,000 to 25,000 on a Sunday afternoon on July 9th or July 10th, whatever the date is? I guess we'll see. But, yeah, I noticed I wanted to bring it up only because I was thinking about it this weekend while I'm watching these games. Like, what the hell's going on? Why is there nobody in the ballpark? That is odd. I mean, and, and, and I, I look back, like I've been to a couple games this year, not as many as I've usually gone to, but I feel like the crowd has been pretty packed. But I mean, attendance, at least what we, I think you guys talked about the ratings on TV, though, were pretty good. Am I correct up. about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Yankee ratings were up, and I think the Met rating we saw was good, but I haven't, I don't know overall what it is. It's just, you would think people 
would be in a rush to go to the ballpark because of the fact that, A, the Mets are in first place, and, B, there's no ownership strife like there used to be where you're pissed off at the owner and you don't want to give them money. But, look, either way, keep winning. I guarantee playoff games will be sold out. That I will I have the utmost confidence in. Uh, three games against Cincinnati coming up. I predicted on the Rico last week they'd win five out of six against Texas and Cincinnati, so hopefully I'm right. That would mean a sweep. But the big story of this series is that we do get Max Scherzer back on Tuesday night, which will be great. That puts him on line of pitch Sunday against the Marlins at City Field, and this team is starting to come back to its full health. You're facing a bad team. You need to beat this bad team. You need to flush this bad team. The Atlanta Braves are facing a quality team in the St. Louis Cardinals, so this is a chance to do some damage and add a few games to this NL East lead. We'll be back on Wednesday right after they wrap up the series with the Reds with another edition of Rico Bronia. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back Tuesday with Craig Carton on the air at 2 o'clock. I don't know Pete Hoffman's schedule. He may be hosting. One of his uh, hosts may have another car issue. He may have to step in for an hour and a half. Good job with that, bro, by the way. Excellent work. Last second, I got you, Tiki. Your car broke down. I got you, man. We're straight Mets panic mode. Let's go. Easy enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rate, review. Thanks for downloading Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.